so getting back to these guys here, these are the creme de la creme of, of basically some who created some of our most favorite films. Martin Scorsese, um, we have George Lucas, we have Steven Spielberg, and of course the Don himself. You know what I'm Francis trying to say? Francis Ford Coppola. Francis Ford Coppola. And they are slamming well, comic book okay, movies. Let's okay, do, let's do a quick, I'm going to do a quick thing, say that uh, years before, not too many years before this, um, Steven Spielberg and um, George Lucas said the blockbuster is dead, like it's dying out. Mm -hmm. So that was the first sentiment. While Marvel Studios was just blowing up, and then even uh, Transformers is blowing up. Yeah, yeah. There's so many movies that are making money, but they were saying that basically, like it's what like peak oil, saying that we're in the downswing of this sort of industry. And at the same time, now Martin Scorsese basically said this was not cinema, right? And then Francis Ford Coppola said they're despicable. So ultimately, as popular movies go, we have to accept criticism. We have to allow it to sit there and fester and grow, but that's the problem. Criticism is one thing, and they're filmmakers. They're not film critics, but obviously as a filmmaker, you can be... You know, you don't like criti criticism, but then you criticize. So they're not really the people that should be saying what cinnamon. I mean, they can say what it is, but that you're supposed to leave the criticism saying what is and what's not more for the critics, because they're saying critics don't make you know movies; they criticize. So filmmakers, they can't. <laughs> that's the thing. So then, when you join the market of being um, a critic, then it's kind of it's kind of then that's what happens. I, I'm saying. As the critics go, critics say their criticism, and no one says, "Hey, look, you, you can't, you know, you can't even make a movie, so shut, you know, shut the hell up." No, they let it sit there. Right. That's why I initially was like, "It's okay for them to say that," but then once you criticize as a filmmaker, that thing brings in all of the people talking about um, the Last Temptation of Jesus Christ. Talking about every bomb that Francis Ford Coppola made, that sort of thing. But we don't need to go that far, my we friend. We don't? We don't. You know what I'm trying okay. to say? You don't have to criticize it on the, 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 the they had bombs. Because it's anybody in a career no, that's going to have ups and downs. That's you know? what people are right, doing. Right, but I'm not I, saying but I think what that's I'm doing. Total wrong, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying it's a total wrong tact. I'm just I'm saying, saying you can't stop them from doing that. I know, but I'm saying what you need to they're look filmmakers. at is look exactly. And filmmakers have strong ideas and visions, and they were created based on the time frame they grew up on, mm -hmm. and the type of movies they were, and the type of background that they come from. And there's nothing wrong. We love some of their movies. We love the Godfather movies. We love the Goodfather. We movies. don't love Godfather Three. Okay, that's a generational issue. Okay, because <laughs> no, there's some younger people. A lot of younger people like it. So listen, we're not going to mm -hmm. go into that again. We're gonna. We got Spielberg. You know, I was the generation that it should have worked for, <laughs> and it didn't. With this generation after me that liked it, clearly. So then you, you know. So the point. <laughs> You're I'm in my to, generation. You know that. Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> but the key thing that we're talking about here is that you know I remember you know talking to my 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 family and they were talking about my uncles and. And they were talking about how the westerns were the only type of movie around, you know. And this was westerns dominated everything. I remember talking to my grandfather; and he thought westerns were just a waste of time. You know why we're always there? And then you had the whole crime. And this is what some of these guys, like Scorsese and 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 um and Francis Ford Coppola, made their bones on the crime films, basically, right? And that's just a, a genre that's just not quite as popular now as it was in the previously. It's moved on to TV, like you said, the cop, the the, the police procedurals and stuff like that. This is just another genre that's, that's, that's very popular right now, the superhero films, right? 
And people who weren't used to that, who didn't read Pride and weren't mm -hmm. really big into the comic books, they just can't get into that. The same way that back in the 70s and 60s, it was the, it was the, um, it was the, um, the, 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 what do you call it? The, the, the westerns, you know, sixties and fifties. Westerns, westerns. That's what I meant. The westerns. Mm -hmm. Westerns was huge. It was all okay. part. Westerns were all over on TV, and that's the point I'm trying to make. It's just a generational change where they have different people now. They can do so much more stuff with the sci-fi element and the comics, where there's there's tons of writing where mm -hmm. people enjoyed reading, and then the, the current filmmakers, the current crop of filmmakers, grew up on a lot of this stuff. So for them, it's not like, oh, this is horrible. It's just something that they were able to express. The same way the Westerns was the lone man standing up against the, 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 the system. Well, the, it's funny because the cop film is almost something that, well... A derivative of the Western to a it's degree. It's a derivative of the Western because the gangster films were more popular than obviously any sort of police work. The police films were more detective films. I think it's like a movie called Laura, where instead of having a, a cop, you'd have a detective who could do more things that didn't have to be in a certain costume, you know, sort of check in with the boss sort of thing, someone that worked work freely. But one of the things is there's the fact that superhero genre is one that sort of melds, emerges everything in one. It has some police, like sort of authority, force, it has some aspects of the Western because it's outside of the law, you know, and it has, you know, it has some of the romance bits that can be in a romance film. Like the cop, like what Stanley and Jack Kirby and um, Steve Ditko did with the comic genre, they made it a, like the multi super genre that had everything in one. And one of the things that when you go to these films and you had to call, and cinema is cinema. And that's with, um, and I'm gonna just do a simple example because Chris McQuarrie was talking about the director. The director, Chris McQuarrie, was talking about the work, the people who work on um, the Fast and Furious movies, mm -hmm. and how they start their movies with a with stunts. And I think Chris McQuarrie at that point was writing his script first, and then he was doctoring it as it went on what they needed. And then he started working differently where he went from lo location. But he was like, it's different from how I think how they work. And that's the same for the people who do the Marvel Studios film. Now the big issue that I'm pretty sure Martin Scorsese has is that it has the big father of the, you know, the big ruler of this is Disney. So there is some rules, some notes, and stuff they want to see. It's a formula. And then it's like, yeah, borrowing from other films that sort of thing is saying that's what he could, and you know, just assuming what he's saying is not cinema. But when you hear Chiwetel Ejiofor was talking about doing the Doctor Strange movie, and now Doctor Strange is a good movie, who knows where you put it in your hot quality between like Superman the movie, or maybe even the dark revisionist sort of superhero movies. But he was talking about the scene where things are going backwards and they're going forwards. Right. And he's saying this is the most complicated filmmaking that he had to do because it took a long amount of time. He has to remember what he's doing in the scene, all this stuff, all these elements come into play just so when we watch it, we don't think this is BS. And there's so much aspects to movie making and cinema and or narrative that's going on in this in, in superhero films that 
they have to make it believable so you don't just say, ah, this is just lights and what like the transform like people go through the but Transformers film, but even in that, there's a lot of with the digital effects making this thing interact with the like as bad as I would say the Transformers movie, when you see the Transformers on the side of a building and they're doing these jokes, these things making those things believable is a little too jokey. But it's making this stuff seem real. That's uh, why Bumblebee falls into everything. And, and I that. agree with you 100% with that. You know, it takes a, they, they, I think they downplay where they're like, well, it's a machine. Disney is a machine, and Disney's able to pump this stuff yes. out, the same thing. But you know what? They, you're right. Hollywood had a machine back in the, the 30s and the 40s. When they had the well, same Right, where they were doing the exact same thing, where they're pumping out. Now, what you're talking about, this is a formula. These are corporations that are making movies, and they're making movies that are popular for people. People don't have to go to these movies. I mean, let's take a look at an example of the Transformer movies. You know, they spend a lot of money on those movies. And while some of them have been very good, the latter, the latter well, batch has not. But hold on one second. Okay. You know, they've been popular outside the States. But people have here, if it, was, if it wasn't because of the international market, some of those movies never would have been made. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm trying to say. That you have a, a system, and it doesn't necessarily take away from the, artist, the, the artistic value of it or what people are doing. But we also understand that most movies aren't always going to be geared towards trying to get an Oscar or something like that. Yeah, yours is more mm -hmm. the classical where people are talking in a room. You know, it's just you, two actors, yeah. a script. Yeah. But this is a different form of it. And, th and there's nothing necessarily to downgrade it. It's just a different form. Just like r we have radio, now we have podcasting. They're both talking spoken word, right? Yeah. And it's just a different format that they're going through. But it's still, basically, you're still entertaining people. Yeah. You know? Well, That's all I'm trying to say. Come on, let's just, guys, give me a break. You guys are trying to act like old fogies. And George Lucas shouldn't even talk. George well, Lucas created he, all this he stuff. Was more, he was more about the blockbuster. And the thing is, is that the hard part, these guys should understand that since they've done popular films, I guess you can say Francis Ford Coppola's scene is more doing more of the art that was successful. And Scorsese too? Well, I mean, Scorsese has a string of quality films that weren't big blockbuster movies. So he's out of the blockbuster thing until you get to Goodfellas where you get later where you start but he was doing all this classic uh, film right, right. cinema that wasn't stuff it wasn't that huge you would get the awards oh that's thing he didn't get the award till late but at the same time he was the his his ability was undeniable right and his notoriety was undermined everyone knew who he was it was just like De Niro isn't making the huge money until he goes and does the popular films and that's the thing the popular films are what's going to fuel your art films. The only problem is that the art films, you still have to nickel and dime. People keep thinking if you get rid of, and I'm saying, let's even, I'm, we keep bringing a Transformers, let's say we get rid of the Marvel Studios films and people just stop going to f the cinema. They're not going to just decide, all right, I'm going to go see, you know, My Left Foot or something like that. It's not no. going to transfer no. that money. They, people keep thinking if we guilt the people into understanding what's better at filmmaking, like the same with like complaining about like a Tyler Perry movie, that slowly they'll stop watching these bad movies and then they'll see. That's what Spike Lee was doing. I'm gonna guilt you from doing watching a Tyler Perry movie and then you'll go see a Spike Lee movie. Then I would always go to um, like the She Hate Me. And then I'm not sure as far as the filmmaking itself, 
is strong, but the story it was telling was kind of um, all over the place. But Petey, but, but here, I mean, and I don't want to belittle this, but I'm just saying people have a finite amount of money and time to watch and enjoy certain things. And people are going to take that, that money that they have and they're going to place it in places where they want to be entertained. Whether you're a huge basketball fan or baseball fan, you will pay for that content, right? Mm-hmm. And the same thing goes with Marvel. There's a huge audience who likes this this particular type of film, and they will pay for it. Even we've seen, I'm not going to say some studio stuff has been sub, has not been up to Marvel level, but some of that stuff has been popular. We weren't crazy. I personally wasn't crazy about Joker, but the very fact that there's a lot of people out there who are who did like the movie. I don't think that the the, the standard Disney fan, the, the standard Marvel fan, will actually like the Joker movie. But the very fact, there goes if that's what you want to talk about art, art, art. Um, art house film kind of quality, that's it there. The well, comic book genre lends itself to um, all uh, putting these characters in all types of roles. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to have... Well, because it's a multi-genre right. thing. So you I can think do westerns, <coughs> you can travel to time. And they have characters in all types yeah. of things. Especially if you read comics, you've seen this in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, So all we're saying is, dude, grab, well, get a hold, man. That's no, what well, I'm trying to say. Get, get, get a freaking hold. We bro. also have to understand... Don't act like old no, folks, right, bro. There's also something which is called a comic book movie. And that isn't connected to being superhero movies, but it's a it's a negative term. Like and what movie you consider a comic book movie that isn't? Connected I'm going to use it's in a book. It's in a book from William Goldman, who's a screenwriter, and he says a comic book movie is basically the I should have it. I should have it with me, but the criteria is, is I don't have it online. But I'm going to use the aspect of what I call when I start saying people are bulletproof that sort of stuff. That sort of thing. So with a comic well, that's book, a comic book that can be a western too. No, no, no. You know, no, no, no. The thing is, if you think about it like this, like even in the Unforgiven, right? Yeah. Like the characters in bad shape, like towards the middle of the movie. Mm-hmm. At the end, there's some layers of like that's what the hero's journey isn't considered a comic book movie. Like the aspect of people dying, that sort of thing. People like the the um, thing we go and used as an uh, example was. Um, so was it Sophie's? Is it Sophie's? Sophie's choice, choice? with um, was that with De Niro? Oh, man. What about Cherry? No, the Deer Hunter. That's it. The Deer Hunter. You know, he used the, he used the Deer Hunter as an example of a comic book movie, because um, Christopher Walken is you know he's overseas. He's playing mm-hmm. Russian roulette, and he's hasn't lost yet. It's like that. He's doing it. He just keeps winning. He's going crazy. So De Niro goes out there to save him. He finds him in two seconds. He's there. So De Niro is the hero of the movie. So when he sits down with Christopher Walken, they do Russian roulette. Who's going to win? De Niro. Exactly. So that's where he's saying there's no over. There's no layers to it. Even if you have this great filmmaking in The Deer Hunter. The weakness of it is that at the end of the day, De Niro's a hero in this. He's not saying we can't. I'm not playing Russian roulette because I could die. They know that De Niro's gonna. What's the name? Is at the end of his rope. He wants to be. He wants to. He wants to die. Okay, but I'm not still saying why that's comic booky, Petey. Because there's no because way. There's no way. If you can look but at. But you the, can look at a ca- tons of characters in TV shows that you can. No, at some point you have to forget. You'll forget, and you'll worry about the character in the movie. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Yes, popular movies, you have the simplest subject matter, but it's a negative term. So once you have a superhero film, that's like a comic book movie exponentially. Like, it's not. Right. So okay. that's the thing with. Iron Man died, bro. 
Huh? No, that's he died for our sins. That doesn't. That, I think the thing is like that still works as a, that works under committee because it's like all right, when you go through this fight, and it's that's a, that's a hard thing to do because you're trying to make this this feel real. You're trying to make and the the easy way to do this is uh, use. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a movie that this I could explain this by. That everyone knows, but one of the things. Terrace of Fire. Or no, like giving you the semblance of Kramer realism. No, like Rocky Three. Like Rocky Three, um, Mickey Mickey dun, dies. You're not really sure dun, that he's dun, going. Dun, dun. Oh my God. Dun, dun, Rocky Mickey dies, so it gives you the thing of somebody. I'm, try, I'm trying to. Say, gives you the idea that these characters could pass away, even though the fight itself. The second fight is totally like a movie making. It's trying to give you the semblance of reality. Like there's some, like he could die. And he comes back and fights for the Gipper. I get it. That's I get it. But, but I'm mean, just saying, but he was like nine, nine hundred years old, so he was going to die. Not, I, I don't, okay, I see what you're no, saying. No, but now but you're just trying to debate. I'm saying that. I'm not trying to, I, said, I see what you're saying. I just said, I just threw that out there. I see what I'm you're saying. I'm saying like, if you look at, if you, regretfully, we have, I'm going to use something that you don't really know that much about as far as a comic book mm -hmm. that isn't a comic booky sort of thing. Right. Like the Alpha Flight or, or, or the Watchmen. Let's right. use the Watchmen, right? Mm -hmm. In the Watchmen, um, it has some aspect of that, but it, the most interesting character dies in the beginning of the story, right? And then as you go along, um, Dr. Manhattan goes through something that's pretty terrible. You find out that these some of these other people have been killed. Um, Ozymandias is an attempt on his life. Uh, Rorschach dies in the end. Like um, the villain, he somehow overdosed and is saying, so there's a, a semblance of reality in this thing. And that's what people feel when they go in there. It's like, all right, who's going to win? Oh, Superman's going to win because of this. They don't understand when they look at the Superman movie, when they get to the part where he reverses time, he's been in a place where, as powerful he is, he can't stop what, go, what, what happened here. He can't stop his father from passing. And as the audience, they play the trick on us because we don't want Lois to die. So we allow him to reverse time and fix things because we, the audience, are like, no, 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 we can't have him lose. We see how terrible that was. and We don't want that. And it's playing to the audience. The same thing happens in, like, The Karate Kid. Because Karate Kid okay, I got a, I got the points that you're making. I understand what you're saying. Can I finish what I'm saying? Okay. No. All right, you go. No, I'm just saying I got it, P. So, so, so that's, that's the aspect of understanding what more a comic book movie is somewhere. You, so you see, you see the person come in, the, the nerdy character punches out the, 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 the bully. The, he never sort of loses. Like the, even the 8 Mile. 8 Mile is a good comic book movie because what's-the-name has the struggle, but ultimately he's able to pull the bully down on the car. He's, you know, he wins in the end. The other guy can't, doesn't even say a rhyme at the end of 8 Mile, so. Okay, I, I have to, so that's I what disagree, I mean. but I What see. do you mean? I said, 
Well, let's no get back to this. Keep this saying, disagree, just to say it, and then go on to something else. Go right. I don't. Else. I don't want to. This is the bit about else you want to go to. The key to. we're talking about is these guys here. What do you think about that, PD? In terms of these guys, I you know? said what I felt about those guys. I said that the, I, I'm okay with the. I'm okay with the criticism. The only problem is that they're trying to guilt the audience out of going to see this, and then they already know that the the studio system is in place. We just don't. We don't see the studio as a studio anymore. We see it as, if I write a good film, it'll become a movie. And someone will pick it out of a crowd, of, pull it out the clutter, and they'll make a good movie. Mm -hmm. When it doesn't work like that. They have movies they want to make, and they have filmmakers that want to make their own movie. And somehow, if the, if the filmmaker gets an award, there's a chance he, can make, he or she can make the movie he wants to do, but at the same time, the studio has these movies they want to make. So if you look at... Um, uh, so, ultimately, the studio will have to give in to a Martin Scorsese because he knows what works as a film. So, like, if he picks, if he picks um, the Aviator, they'll be like, "Well, we don't know what market that'll work in, but you do have, you already have, you know how to make movies, and you have Leonardo DiCaprio. We'll, we have to trust you." But then, if you have a bomb. Then they're like, well, we want you, but we want you on our stuff. Okay, so I'm a little confused. So probably, and, and this may be my ignorance in the industry. No, I could be confusing. No, 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 you're not confusing. I'm just saying to the studio, why doesn't the studio, there to me, a thousand directors in the country, you know? And Marvel has a system. And Hallmark TV has a system where they do their movies. I'm like, why don't you just say, hey, why do I have to follow Scorsese, Lucas, or whatever you guys. Yeah, they made money, but you know what? They're demanding too much, and I have a formula, and this is what I'm going to do. Isn't that the, what Marvel is does? It, they just they, pick, the thing they just touch their hand TV. and say, this is the dude. Well, Marvel it's does not, it. It's not TV, But I'm though. just saying, but Marvel does it, right? Where you get these directors who are not huge, most of them really small films, and they come and get chosen, and they say, hey, this is what I want you to do, and this is how you're going to do it. Work the system. But the director's like this, right? If I come in to do TV, if I do an episode of Friends, I'm not going to be able to say, I want these scenes to happen outside. I want this to happen underground in the sewer. You can't just All go right, Let's along. say a made-for-TV movie, then. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that's the thing. If, as a filmmaker, the same with, um, I don't know, like Tim Burton taking over Superman. Mm -hmm. He had his own ideas. The studio had a script, and they like, throw Kevin Smith's script out of here, and I want to do my story. I want Superman to be an outsider. I want him to be this. And they're like, oh, yeah, Superman had a black costume. This could work. That Superman had long hair. This could work. But the studio has to sign off on that. They signed off on most of it. Right. So that's what I'm saying. That's and a different then the, story. Then the buzz, but the buzz went up. I'm saying the director coming in and wanting to do his film. And that's what's gone, hasn't worked for the Marvel Studio films because the directors ultimately leave. Because they're like, well, it's this we Faye's don't. thing. Hmm? Faye's thing. Faye's Kevin. Yeah, Faye. well, I mean, He's like, the he, you know, about. him and the studio, they're like, we're hitting these points. Even if they're borrowing from other films, like they said, the similarities between the Black Panther and the, what's that thing, and the Lion King, over a bunch of movies. A lot of the scenes from the Lion King show up in the Black Panther's life. So that sort of aspect, or even, say, but. The director, you know, the director of Ant Man, like ultimately leaving, like Josh Whedon, ultimately leaving, and then well, Russo Josh Whedon is a little different. I mean, he was a much bigger 
uh, higher stature than most of the other directors that they've But gotten. then that's the thing. He should be able to say, I want to take the Avengers this way since he ultimately... But he couldn't. So, But he went to D.C. until he had problems there. Um, well, he was picking up the pieces of something where he couldn't restart the whole film. So that's the thing. He was able to change some of it but he's not able to change the whole thing. So as a director, these guys are not, they're not going to call in, they're not going to call in Spiel, but this is happened with John Ron Howard doing a solo. He did a great job. No, he picked he, up the pieces. He, he did a he great changed, job. You think he, you can, can you see a difference from what it would have been or I don't not? Know. Nobody I knows. Because unless we see the original cut. But what I got to say is that, did you enjoy the movie of Solo? It was okay. I thought it was one of the better ones. I'm sorry. Better than what? Better than last, um, and last Jedi. saying that is like saying, you know, I, I just bunted and I got the first base. Saying anything is better than The okay. Last Jedi. I liked it better than Force Awakens. Mm, I don't know about that. I did. Force Awakens had a little bit of wonder. It just may not hold the up over time. So that's the thing. We have these things. Disney is pumping out. No, they're not actually pumping out these things because the, the schedule is just... It's right. more spaced out now. But the nature but we're discussing is in terms of these directors is what is the nature of a director and how important it is they are in the in the in the They're very thing. important you because know. the director and that's the director and, but that and means, actors that's exactly what and lead actors know what m movies work. But that's what they're saying basically, and that's what they're feeling. But clearly, there's a market that clearly doesn't agree with that, and that's the point I'm trying to make. The, the, the studios will allow you to. That's the thing. Back in the '90s, they'd give you three picture deals, right? Mm -hmm. So they give, I don't know, Ice Cube. Terminator. Anybody would get a three-picture deal. Spike Lee, that sort of stuff. You get a three-picture deal, and if you're successful, it would work into you getting a multi-picture deal. You know, same with Master P. He had one, but he was still able to make films, but on a smaller scale. Even, let's say, Jay-Z and uh, Dame Dash, they had a three-picture deal. And you can waste <laughs> that away. You can waste that away, and then they say, all right, your thing hasn't worked. You still have a star. We have something we want you to do. And that's what happens where the studio is like, they'll let you, and now they won't let you do that. You have to really prove yourself because, um, like Christopher Nolan has proven himself. He did, you know, he did the Batman films, which was successful. He did the, what's that thing? It's, um, that, uh, yep, that the, <laughs> we have to. I've said the inception. Inception. inception what, <laughs> so what every wife in America does to their husband, they go on levels so deep to get him to do the right thing. Inception was successful. The the Dunkirk, Dunkirk really pushed him over the top to say, you know what, let him do whatever he wants because he knows How? what the audience wants. I saw Dunkirk. And no, let's talk about the money. No, I, I, know, I, I get it. I'm just you just don't go to the how. I know. Saying the fact that if you're a success, it's not saying. Well, I say I don't like. Dark, I, get I don't that. like the but dark. Just dark I'm just saying that personally. We can't. Know. We're talking about something specific. We're not I, going. I get. To I get. I'm just throwing that. a comment. No, bro. Just no, a comment, no. bro. Just you know, don't take it like a war. Mm -hmm. You know. So all right, I see your point about the. So directors. that's the thing. The, so the directors they want a little more control, but this is the Disney machine right now, right? The same complaints. Comic book-wise, when the critics were like, well, well, no, the, it's tough because in the 80s, they were really critical of comic books, but at the same time... They made a lot of money, though. They made a lot the of money, Burton and they pushed, they pushed the... What, what do you mean? The Batman, Tim Burton Batman movie, the um, the Brandon Ralph Superman movie made money, the mm -hmm. whatever superhero that one, movie. That was, I mean, the thing it wasn't is like huge, this, but it, was, it did the well. Thing, the thing with the, 
they know they people going. You're not supposed to go into. That's what um, the '80s sort of comic book said. You're not going in here to try to reinvent the wheel all the time. Yeah, it is the illusion of change. It is the illusion of loss. It's this is it's uh, it's fantasy. So you're not going in there and saying, "Oh, okay, here's um, Fantastic Four versus the Frightful Four. Who wins?" It's how they do the story. It's like, um, like I guess, sort of like Die Hard. And you have some elements which are, you know, a family of injury with his feet being hurt, people thinking him, him, that maybe this guy is a terrorist, all this stuff of doubt to the end, him being proven that he was the right in his choices. Because he does some things like he throws, you know, he shoots at a cop car, people think that he could be the guy. So it kind of has some layers, even if you, you're guessing that Bruce Willis is going to win. There's some layers to getting to the end where he goes off with his wife. Even there's a tension between him and his wife. He comes to a party that he's not really he's not really wanted, even though she wants to reconcile. He's being the jerk that he always is. So that's where you get your layers. And and I think the comic book movies have that with the Stanley Kirby bickering that goes on there. Yeah, we definitely see that in the characters. And I mean, it's just like classical music, you know, with different artists. Play their instruments and popular music now, which is basically auto tune, you know, which both <laughs> of us can sing it out and it sounds great. But it's listen. a wave though, <laughs> Michelangelo, the way he playing flow. <laughs> so, you, you didn't watch that show, did you? Okay, hustle and flow. <laughs> but I think that's the thing. I, I'm okay with the, I uh, know, actually, I'm not, I'm not okay, okay with, with the criticism, criticism because you're guilting the audience out of watching these films. And but, he, the, but so the audience, their audience who are watching the film are not caring. Either they are going to follow that, but most of them are not. The younger versions no, are not. No, it's for us dummies that are going to it and saying, like, that's the thing, like, um, when your parents say the comics aren't real or wrestling isn't real or that stuff, when you keep saying that to somebody and you're saying, well, I could go watch, you know, I could watch The Godfather, The Apocalypse Now, I can watch Raging Bull, I can go back into classic cinema because that's the thing. When kids start listening to stuff, you think some things are transitional that you grow out of them. So right. if you get say, I'm me, I'm the dummy that's watching this thing, and I keep hearing that this is no good, this is no good. If I read all the thing, I read all of the reviews, and I say, wow, these Marvel movies are really taking a hit, like. Like, that's the thing. We go through them. This is gonna, it's gonna wear on you as an audience, as an audience. And then from these guys, if they were like, if they had uh, ten million or twenty million, no, but Twitter you're and money. Instagram. No, I'm just saying, if they had ten million, but Instagram I'm or you Twitter through, followers, if you then, go through, yeah, but what, what I don't think that the, the the standard audience is going is going to hear that. And probably that's what the audience they are actually talking to. They're probably talking movie to movie reviews are done <coughs> on a thing of, with a, without a scale of what the viewer likes. So they could. I'm not. I, we. I don't because I don't read reviews anymore. I haven't read them since I was an intern, and most of the time, it goes like you see Rotten Tomatoes. So it's like the proof that this is good is that it's certified, social proof, yeah. that sort of thing. But right. it's like a twofold thing, and the same thing happened where the reviewers loved the Last Jedi and the viewers hated right. Last Jedi. So it's like, who are you gonna believe? Ultimately, it wasn't good, but the reviewers went there. So you can't always trust them, but you can trust what you like. And that's one thing that I say 
is more important. If you want to go to them to get some insights and this and connect into the history and what symbolism and what they're using from the past in these films, I'm all for you going to reviewers to check out films. But if you go into them to say, what are the populace saying? And I look at the trailer and you like it and you say, well, everyone's saying it's terrible. I'm not going to go because, you know, all these people that I appreciate say it's bad. That's what they're doing. They're trying to guilt you and you're like, well, I think ultimately Scorsese and Coppola, they're pretty strong filmmakers. I think Spielberg is is an incredible, um, you know, he does incredible popular films and he's done, uh, you know, solid art and historical films, that sort of thing, you know. And even Lucas, as far as, I mean, you, people give some things to um, the editing, but you had to have picking that talent for the first trilogy and being having the content the there trilogy. for them to edit it and to make it into what in the effects. You have to have something there because it's not in just someone, you know, doing flashy things because it's not even that flashy. They have long scenes in Star Wars that wouldn't fly now that hit with the audience when you see the two robots in the sand and it's a long sort of walk. So it's like this is, you know, if you can't, and people were down on that initially. So I think that don't fall for the guilt. We can, let's, let's hash not it out. Not guilty let's, at all. Not let's, ar guilty. Let's, let's hash it out. Let's argue it out. But the problem is that we don't get to talk to Martin Scorsese to hash it out and say, what would you say is bad? And that's, you know, so we have, people have to go on Twitter and attack him. What we need to do is give him a comic book movie and see what comic book movie he would make instead of talking about all this crap. But why would, the thing is like this, then, then you, give, him, you then, give him that, it'd be like, it's basically giving like uh, Frank Miller um, something where it's like, all right, I could do this, but I want to push the envelope. Let's have him kill this person. Look and at the director like, for the Joker. He's pushed that envelope, I think. I don't think he pushed the envelope that hard. I he could have made it. The thing is, like, it was, a yeah, was, it, was it Yasmin Bleed? Is that the woman? The, the, there's a whole For 90210? No, 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 the girl, not, that's, I don't, that's, yeah, that's, but was it Yaz, what's her name, who played in Dom, Holy Domino? Yeah, I know you're talking about, yeah. Well, the fact is that there's a whole online thing saying, what did the Joker do in the room with her? Did he kill her or did not? He? Well, that's the thing. It would have pushed the audience a certain way if we saw him do something to her and the kid, then we would really have not liked the Joker going into that end scene. So that would make it, and also, if he hmm. killed the little person in the movie. Like, we had a gag, because it was, re that's really, the strongest yeah. filmmaker in that he put the top chain on. So when you <coughs> knew. Something was up, that's We what knew I that the midget wouldn't get out, the, sorry, the little person couldn't get out regardless. We knew that was going to happen. So what about like, height challenge? What about that? No, it's a little person. That's what. That's they want to be called little person. I don't think yeah. they want to be called little person. Yes, they do. No, I prefer. No, you can't make up your own term for them. That's worse. I'm making it up. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Vertically challenged. That's it. Oh my God. What's that we call little Mr. person? Mr. PC over here. Mr. PC is not even allowing little people to make up their own names. But as you, as we go through this. The the thing is that you could have say you give something to Martin Scorsese. Yes, he's gonna decide. You know what? He's gonna try to push it further. He's probably gonna look at things, and um, you know that's the idea. If you if you're he wants to make he's gonna want to make his mark on there and find a different way. When you can see in Superman the movie, like 
the Donner, the, um, Richard Donner was almost trying to make it live in the same realm as the New York that we saw in those films. It wasn't, it wasn't something that was, it was strong cinema that could exist in the 70s with the films that were out then, so. Well, I mean, and I'm glad we're bringing that up. I know we're a little overlong on this, but I always thought, and this is just me personally, that um, Francis Coppola would be an excellent director for The Legion of Doom. You know? The Legion of Doom. The Legion of Doom. I just always wow. thought that, you know, he did so well with the crime gangs, with the whole um, Sicilian Mafia, and now all of a sudden the Legion of Doom is bringing in all these bad guys who have their own minions and stuff together. Mm. You know, how would that have happened if you had Francis Ford Coppola handling that? Or if he was handling, what's the name of that family in Batman, Mazzarelli family? Mm. You oh, you tell all the... When the, 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 the gangs all got together under one... Uh, thing, well, the, the thing is, know. that's the thing. When but you look at filmmaking, that's the thing. When you look at when you look at um, superhero film as cinema, there's some challenges that weren't being met as we went along, like scale. The, not even the scale. I would think when that's what I always bring up. I bring up that the problem with the superhero films was that you couldn't really have them run, because when you looked at Batman '66, you see them running. And the cape still sort of flapping. Right, right. Bat is like it didn't work. So it's like, all right. And then when we look at Watchmen, they had some good scenes or slow mo fights. But then when you start seeing running, I keep thinking Batman sixty six. So I'm like, oh. Right, but, but it's, then, it's fundamentally the character. I mean, we feel for no, 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 for, for no, Steve no, Trevor. No, no. We feel for I'm talking about Iron Man, and I think that it's just the the power that they have imbued in them. It's just like you have the movies. How does that the, relate to what I was just saying? I thought we were talking about in terms of scale. I'm saying, I'm not talking about scale. I'm talking about the problems with superhero films, which Josh Whedon and um, Kung Fu Panda, the second one, mm -hmm. the animated, said, how do you, that's what I'm, I'm that's what I was saying. I, when I was watching superhero films and the idea of these team-ups, right, which is Marvel's doing, you know, doing too much of, is how do you make the group work? How do you make it look so it's not dull? And that's what you have to make these things. Like when Spider-Man movie, the first Spider-Man movie came out, I didn't necessarily like the movie, but the thing, the hurdle that we had to get over is the web slinging. Is this gonna be cool? Because we saw the one in the 70s with the web shooters on the outside. And I'm saying as a kid, but then you look at it, you know that this is gonna, and they conquered that aspect of saying he looks, it looks believable. It's even more than what we envisioned because Spider-Man is moving so fast. And that's what we didn't understand exactly how fast he would be in real life.